are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today, as always, we have Lee Gershman. (laughs) As always, it makes it sound like I'm a guy who went to the party and you're kind of hitting that I should leave and I haven't left yet. Well, damn, you didn't take the hint. <laughs> yeah, I, I never do. I take a hit, but I don't take a hint. All right, Lee, tell us, uh, who's our guest today? Hey, it's our cool friend, Nate Atchison, whose name sounds like he could be a president, uh, Mr. Uh-huh. Bushy. Right on. We we need a little bit of that that spirit in there, you know. We need a guy with some oomph. But at least we have him on the podcast. How are you doing, Nate? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't even man. think Lee was a part of this last time I was on. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I had huh. I had I had another lead, which kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I upgraded I to the better blow, league. I, don't, I only blow. I don't suck. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Dang, you got fired by the guest host, Nate. Nate uh, not uh, Lee, I mean. Uh, <laughs> Damn, that must be a new one. Um, uh, but I, but I'm, I, I keep regrowing, so this is the new Lee back. <laughs> so, uh, Nate, he has his own podcast called Nate. Uh, the Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Um, we're small time still. We don't stick to strictly music. I, I think that's what confuses people. Um, we didn't want to do that niche. Everybody else already does it better. Although we do have uh, music episodes. We're actually recording another music episode tomorrow night. So, get ready for Rocket Pod this August. Yeah, I wish I could go. Right on. But I'm in the middle of buying a house and selling a house at the same time. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah, so it's kind of like... I missed uh, last year. I went the first year, and it was an absolute blast. I missed last year. Going this year, but we're going as a as a podcast guest as opposed to just being fans of the uh, episode. Yeah, and you well, guys... That, or, that's cool. or of the event, rather. So I'm trying to get that uh, Michael Sweet interview, and I'm trying to get that Dave Ellison interview. Yeah, that's oh, going to wow. be tight, man. I wish I was there, man. I'd get my uh, striper record signed in my Megadeth. Yeah, that one that uh, Dr. Fuck just sent you that you bought? Yeah. That's the one that I, that's the copy of, um, which one is that? Uh, Hell. Hell with the Devil. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the copy I'm bringing to get him to sign. And then I would get David Ellison to sign both my uh, Peace Cells and um, Rust in Peace. I, oh, you don't have the new one right on, on. on vinyl? That one was awesome. <laughs> I do have dystopia on vinyl. I should bring that too, huh? Yeah, you should. I didn't even think of dystopia. Yeah, dystopia is like kick ass, man. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing album. Yeah, it's a great album, man. So, uh, so Lee, what have you been doing? I haven't talked to you in four weeks because we pre-recorded four episodes because of my marriage <laughs> wedding. Yeah, well, um, it takes me a while to write notes, so it just took me four weeks to finally write the notes to these two albums. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> nah, I've 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 been um, well, I've been doing cooking and stuff. I'm 
I'm kind of being on a little more of a health kick, you know, eating a lot more vegetables and, and you know, kefir and stuff. And, well, I got some chicken bacon that I'm going to be eating tonight with, with some barbecue sauce, some sweet baby Coke sauce that was done by the Barbecue Pit Boys. I, I did their recipe, and, and it's a top-notch sauce, and I made a whole bunch of it, and it's going to be really good. And if you ever want... if any of you listeners want to do your own barbecue sauce look up the barbecue sauces that the barbecue pit boys do and they're actually really good sauces and they're you have to have the ingredients to make them but they're not hard to make but anyway that's that's my unofficial plug but yeah that's what i've been doing and i've been writing stuff poetry songs stories and all that so that's what i've been doing Nice. Nice. That sounds cool. So today I, we're do, we're doing Nate. Tell us what you've been doing first. So. Oh well, shoot, man. Uh, first of all, let me apologize for being late. As we're recording this, we're kicking it off a little bit later than we were supposed <laughs> to have. I had to go to Greensboro, North Carolina, to uh, pick up my daughter. She's been in New York for a few weeks. Spent the last week in Virginia. Um, I hit up my favorite barbecue place in the country. It's called Stamey's Barbecue. It's been there since 1930. Damn. Mm. First thing in the morning, roasting their pigs and shit, you know, in the smokers. Uh, best barbecue pulled pork sandwich there is, and it's that Carolina vinegar-based barbecue sauce, which is my absolute favorite. Mm. If you find a recipe, I'm telling you, try that. Yeah, um, if do they sell um, bottles of their sauce? Um, you know what? I don't know. Uh, you can certainly look it up online. Stamey's, yeah. S-T-A-M-E-Y apostrophe S. Okay. Greensboro, North Carolina. It's, it's real good. Wow. Did yeah, I, uh, I'll do I, that. But, yeah, it, it's tasty stuff, man. Um, All right. From there, we went over to a, a road that my grandfather was born on, my grandmother was born on, my grandparents grew up on, called Atchison Road in Greensboro. Huh. Just to, you know, show Devea, my daughter, that I wasn't lying all these years, that we have a road. And I'll be damned if yeah. the lady didn't pull in it, and it was my, uh, I guess it would be considered my great-aunt Phyllis, maybe? It's my grandmother's uh, sister-in-law. Hmm. She was still living in that same house on the corner. I, I, I didn't think I had any kinfolk over there, so I, I ended up hanging out with my grandmother's sister and hmm. her son, my cousin, for, good Lord, I think we left Greensboro at 3 o'clock. Oh, it uh, hit a bunch of traffic. I would have been here on time, but we hit a shitload of traffic at Boone. So, apologize for being late. But that's all it's, it's been. No I've problem. Wait to get my daughter home. <laughs> yeah, now you got yeah. the Fourth of July <laughs> with her. Yes, I miss Father's Day, so the Fourth is important. Like America, damn it. America, yeah. We're going to yeah. we're going to get our America on down here. Let me tell you what. We're going to shoot some shit. We're going to throw blow some shit up. <laughs> yeah. Right on. I, I, while, while we were waiting for you, I went to the store and so I could get some better headphones. Um, <laughs> so, 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 so now when, when people say Bon Jovi, it actually comes out as a piece of shit instead of sounding like Bon Jovi. <laughs> so I'm a lot better now. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. Damn, I like Bon Jovi. I like Bon Jovi too. <laughs> well, I'm still going to make you do a Bon Jovi album one day, Lee, just for comedy. Um, how about if I stop talking about them? That way we don't have to do the album, okay? <laughs> uh, 
So, so today we're here. I've been trying to get Nate for like a year or something to do this album, but luckily he's doing it now because now we have Lee. It's a uh, Women uh-huh. and Children First by Van Halen. It's their third studio album. It was released on March 26, 1980, produced by Ted Templeman. It was the first to feature compositions written solely by the band and described by critic Stephen Thomas Erlewine as the record where the group started to get heavier both sonically to a lesser extent and thematically. So, but before we get into this, I just want to um, do condolences because a pitcher just died, a 27-year-old pitcher for the California, well, for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Tyler Skaggs. Mm-hmm. They just found him in his hotel room dead. 27-year-old Lord. pitcher. Oh, man. And I just want to give my condolences to the Angel organization and his family, even though mm-hmm. I'm not an Angel fan. That's just sad. Yeah. I feel you. That's how I felt when uh, Jordi Ventura died. Uh, Kansas City Royals pitcher there a few years ago, man. He threw the heat. Uh, 23-year-old kid got killed in a car accident in the Dominican Republic, um, I think the year after they won the series. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I feel you. So, yeah, definitely... Uh, thoughts and prayers out to that family and you know fans fans of the of the picture yeah and I, I it was like a surprise i was just looking at my phone waiting for you and it just came up i go whoa i go man that sucks they lost another pitcher a couple like about three or four years ago uh aiden hart he got killed in fullerton by a drunk driver uh, so this is like the second pitcher they've lost like but this guy they found in his hotel room they don't know why he's dead. I don't think it's drugs. It probably might might have been a brain. I'm just guessing brain aneurysm or a heart attack. So yeah, I have no idea. This guy visited children's hospitals and everything. He's a good guy. I heard. But um, let's get into this album. Let's get into some happy, happy stuff. So yeah. we're doing Van Halen, Women and Children first, and the first track is "And the Cradle Will Rock." What did you think about this one, Nate? Ah, uh, Cradle. Well, it's solid, man. It's uh, it's definitely a Van Halen classic. Kind of a slow tempo, but still, you know, pretty heavy jam. Um, I have a hard time understanding what the hell the song's about, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do kind of get the feeling it's dealing with the youth of the day, how they're kind of, you know, shaking things up at the time because you know the '80s were nuts. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the guitar solo. Uh, it's, it to me, it's like really lackadaisical at best. Uh, Eddie's just done much better guitar work than what's present here, but I do dig the tune overall. What'd you think about it, Lee? Oh well, one thing I notice about this song, but isn't talked about much, is in the beginning of it, Eddie does a really fast solo that's slightly buried in the mix, so it doesn't stand out, but it's really awesome, and the whole song shows that Van Halen is in the room and watch out the who did a song called slip kid which was about a young guy and how he feels about his place in society and Van Halen did this song with the attitude of a young guy who is fed up with things and just wants to break out and be independent and rock it's a great opening tune and I used to hear it before I went to school in the morning yeah uh, did you know that in the beginning of this track what sounds like a guitar is in fact a phase Shifter affected Wolitzer electric piano played through Van Halen's 1960 model 100 watt Marshall Plexi Amphitheater. Amplifier. It's not a guitar. Ah. Amphitheater. Um, <laughs> Amplifier. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know that. I just well, read not, that right now. Not, 
not the part that goes da 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 da. It's like the dun 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 dun. You know, that's a. No, I'm talking about the part that goes like that. I don't know. This is the beginning. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Well, I thought the solo was cool. I love the the. It has the VH groove going on this song. Freaking full effect. It's one of the. I like one of the best lines in where it goes, Have you seen Junior's grades? <laughs> you know, David Lee Ross making huh. off topic comments. You know, I guess Junior's into rocking too much and his grades are sucking yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, used to, I used to um, turn F's into B's on my report card. F's into B's. Nice. All right, well, let's get into the next track, but this track was picked by Bushy Nate, so let's get into Everybody Wants Some on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
way the line runs up the back of the stockings. I've always liked those kind of high heels too. You know? No, 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 no! Don't take them off. Don't take leave them on. Yeah, that's it. A little more to the right. That was everybody want some. Why'd you pick that track, Nate? Oh, dude, <laughs> come on, come on. You want me to give my review of that song, or just tell you that it's fucking awesome? <laughs> um, everything about this just rips. I love that little drum intro with all that crazy background noise, and then just that chord that Eddie hits. It's it's tough as hell, in my opinion. But man, when the band all kicks in and Dave lets that little scream out chills straight ahead rocker uh if you ask me this should have been the opening track uh, when you crank this bitch to peak volume it just it just fucking rips and that little bridge part where the band is you know kind of building before eddie's solo heavy as hell uh again this pisses me off it's a weak guitar solo but a whole lot better than cradle and that spoken word Dave does about the lines running up the back of the leg of those stockings, it just oozes sex appeal. It's possibly my favorite song on the album, to be honest with you. Nice. What did you think about it, Lee? This is the song that when it came on, when I first bought and played the album, I had the feeling this was Van Halen's sound. The first two records kind of sounded like other groups a little bit to me. What? But this is... But, but but this was where I thought they were going in their own direction. And I used to... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. You haven't heard as many albums that I have, so that's why you're surprised. But anyway... Well, the first two Van Halen albums are kick-ass. That's why I go, yeah. what? But, 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 but those are the only two albums you heard from that year. But anyway, <laughs> I used to blare this on headphone, and it was a cool experience. They don't make stuff like this anymore, and that's a shame because this stuff is good. It's really killer. Have you guys seen the movie Better Off Dead with John Cusack? Yeah. I just shared that video yesterday on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the hamburger. Yeah. The, the hamburger with the stage dreaming with the Eddie Van Halen guitar. <laughs> Love it. I, Love it. I, I used to watch the handshake between John Cusack and Diane Franklin. I thought that was awesome. In fact, I even tweeted both of them to ask them about how they felt about it during the time, but neither one got back to me. Hey Lee, where's my two dollars? 
<laughs> I want my two dollars. My two dollars. My two dollars. Riding his bike in the snow. <laughs> I don't care. And, uh, and I hope this doesn't come across as racist because that is certainly not my intent. But when he gets pushed off that bridge and lands in the damn garbage truck, and you have those two African American guys working on a telephone pole or something, say, "Looky there." Somebody done thrown away a perfectly good white boy. That's got to be the funniest shit I've ever seen. And he's just kicking it back in the back of the truck. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, well, this song uh, is freaking awesome. It's a Van Halen classic. You really don't have to say anything about it. It just really kicks ass. You already touched on Dave's uh, sex line, you know, kind of like those high heels, too. Lines running back of their stockings, you know. Freaking, it's a Dave-ism, man. Dave does that the best, just like talking in the middle of the song, you know, getting to the yeah. bridge and freaking, and the band just freaking just starts getting heavy and just freaking just kicks ass. The breaks. Yeah, absolutely. Van Halen does the best breaks ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, that should have been the opening track. Would have been a completely different album for me. Yeah, it's a freaking killer track. I, I love it, and I just love how... Um, when I was a kid, man, I used to take a van to uh, get counseling because I was a fucked up kid. And uh, my uh, one of the counselors was playing women and children first. I said, no, I want to hear you too. <laughs> I like that's, both of them. That's why your ass was a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I liked you too, too. But I, I, wasn't, I was into Sammy Van Halen at that time, 5150. So I wasn't really into the Dave, even though I had I loved 1984. I never went back to the old catalog till a little bit later and then i just fell in love with the six pack and uh i like it better than the sammy stuff but i still love the sammy stuff but um i was like i just feel like shit i told told him to turn off that classic song so i could hear u2 in the name of love (laughs) nice and this is a lot better than a u2 song sorry u2 i love you guys but (laughs) this this kicks your ass you know i since since i'm here and, and we're all being honest and shit i like a couple of u2 tracks too i ain't gonna lie <laughs> nice. Sunday Bloody Sunday is amazing, amazing, amazing. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah, they're really a good band. I just think Bono's a bonehead. What does Bono do? I don't understand this Bono hate. It's like he tries to help people and he's not freaking like a dick about it. He's not a dick about it, but he's a dick about it. He's all, <laughs> he, he, he's all, you know. I'm a philanthropist. I donate money and shit. Fuck you, dude. You should. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> he goes and talks to heads of state. He talked to Bush. He talked to Obama. You know, he doesn't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If he needs something from you, he'll go talk to you, and he'll be a, he won't be a dick to you. You know. That's a, he's, <laughs> he's mainly he's mo- mostly liberal, but he's not a dick liberal. <laughs> yeah, I, not at all. Yeah. I, I just really like to fuck with Bono fans. I think is what this all boils down to. <laughs> well, thanks. Because <laughs> I don't. I just understand. I just don't understand why people give him shit. He doesn't. He's not really out there preaching shit to people or forcing shit on people. When I saw them in concert, he didn't even get political, and I was happy about that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because hell, you know, I saw uh, Nugent years ago. Sorry to keep you off top uh, off topic. I think it was the farewell tour, Skid Row, uh, Nugent and Kiss, and he, even Nugent got political, which. Still kind of bothered me. He, he held up an M, uh, either an M4 or an, uh, an AR-15, in you know, in the on the stage, 
talking about, you know, for my cold dead heads and such. And yes, while I'm pro that, I am not pro putting your opinions out there when I'm there trying to enjoy a show, even if I agree with them. You know, now, especially if I don't agree with them. But either way, I'm just there to rock out and have a good time. Yeah, he, yeah. he's like that. I saw him with Damn Yankees and during the Iraq War, and he had a cutout of Saddam Hussein and got up there and shot him with the arrow. This is for America, motherfucker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet it was badass. You know, I would love to see that, but not in a concert. Yeah, you know what was, I mean? It was that shit on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. shit was awesome. All right. Well, let's get into the next song, which is Fools. And Lee picked this one, right, Lee? You picked this one. Yeah. So here's Fools by Van Halen on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Well, 
That was Fools by Van Halen. Why did you pick that track, Lee? This would be the right type of song to hear in a bar with a bunch of my friends. It would be cranked up to the max and we'd all sing along. I didn't do that back then, but I would do that now if I was in my 20s and went to the bar nowadays. It's a great song with a lot of attitude. Great stuff. What did you think about it, Nate? <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> I would have prefaced the rest of this album by saying, I'm sorry, I, I don't get it all the time, okay? <laughs> all right, fools. Uh, I, I love that little bluesy intro, but I just love bluesy shit anyway. Um, Dave's just back there with his ooh yeahs and shit. That, that, that's pretty cool. But then it's time to get serious, and Eddie decides to finally play his guitar for the first fucking time on this album. I, uh, I, I gotta give credit to Michael Anthony on backing vocals on this track. He really compliments Dave's voice. This is also the first song on the album uh, that, as I said about Eddie, has a worthwhile guitar solo. Alex is crushing the drums, but unfortunately uh, for me, I guess, uh, the song just gets monotonous, uh, monotonous as it progresses doesn't go anywhere after the after the guitar solo and i know there's this little solo thing going on at the end it just it falls flat for me i am not a fan oh wow mm. and like like you said i love the bluesy beginning and it goes into that slight El eddie solo thing and then ed starts that grungy lick and then michael's bass is pumping the lyrics i like the lyrics and michael like you said michael's backing vocals is classic halen and then I love the line where freaking Roth goes, don't want no class reunion, the circus just left town. I freaking love that song, that part of the song. Uh -huh. It's freaking awesome. I've never been to a class reunion, but I can think it is a circus, right? Have you been to one, Lee? Nate? Uh, oh. Uh, you first, Lee, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I thought he corrected himself by nah, saying I just you. Went, after, asking oh. both of you guys. Oh, um, long time ago I did. Was it pretty much a circus? <laughs> um, I was really young, and and I saw mostly just animals. I wanted to see more weird clowns, which I didn't. But but otherwise, uh, it was all right. <laughs> what about God, you, Nate? I, I have nothing as funny as that. <laughs> <laughs> I went I went to my ten year, and it, and it was a good time, you know. Uh, Chicks that wanted to bang me in high school wanted to bang me at the reunion with their husbands standing right there. Oh, so that was shit. cool. You know, uh, you're rubbing my chest and shit. It's like, holy fuck, your chest got hairy and you've got pecs now. <laughs> wait, so wait a minute. Oh, no, no, go on. Then and then I have some to say. I mean, it was cool, but uh, I, I didn't make the 20 year. I, I plan on making the 30 year. All right. I thought you were, uh, Mark, I thought you were asking me about the circus. Oh, That's no. why I said. That's, that's what I'm talking about. No. Damn. Why, why would I say I wanted to see clowns and animals? No. I have no um, idea. I was the only clown animal, but no, I went to my 20-year one, and, and I actually, with some of the girls, like with one, I I told her, I said, I, rem I, I was kind of a little bit bold, even though I did it only because it was... I would only see them that once. I said, I remember when you smiled at me one day and I um, didn't smile back, but that was only because I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was thinking, should I smile? Blah, blah, blah. And, and she said, um, it's called being young. And I was like, that's a good response. And so I, I talked with some of the women and it was pretty cool. 
but it's like some of them were married and and the others that weren't looked like my grandmother because I don't know how they aged but that's just how it was but it was it was interesting but you know uh would I go again uh now no back back then I probably wouldn't but but if I saw one or two of them in passing I'd talk with them but you know I I I, I went once, and that was enough for me. All right, man. Well, let's get into the last song on side one, Romeo Delight. But Lee picked this as one of his tracks. So here's Romeo Delight on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Romeo Delight. Lee, why did you pick that track? The guitar is just fierce here, and it kind of sounds like a gun. And so does the bass playing. It's a bang-up job, so to speak. Great tune and almost thrash. Like, I could see people going in the mosh pit to this. It's classic Van Halen. What'd you think about it, Nate? All right, now this. This is a great fucking jam. Great guitar work, driving bass and drums, good upbeat rocker, man. <laughs> Dave's voice is just killer on this track. And that guitar solo? Now, now there's the Eddie we all know and love. And Michael Anthony, he's just on point, even though it's a simple, like, one-note bass line that he's running. He's on point while Alex is smacking that hi-hat. Dave put those ooh babies and that, oh, I hope I feel my heartbeat, and the song just kicks back into overdrive. Dude, it's fucking badass. Now, there's a lot of overdub vocals so that he can get his squeals and such in the tune, but it's a good one. It's actually my second favorite on the album. Nice. I love the line. I'm taking whiskey to the party tonight, and I'm looking for somebody to squeeze. <laughs> I love that song, <laughs> part of the line. I think that's one of Dr. Fuck's favorite lines, too. Freaking, it rules. One of my all-time uh, Van Halen songs uh, so many good Davisms in this song. Killer song. Oh, in the middle when they break it down after a killer solo. And like you said, the bass is pumping. Roth slows it down. Mm, baby, amazing song. Kicks back in. God, I love this song. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a cool tune. It's really cool. And then we get into side two, track number five, which is kind of weird. Tora Tora. Mm -hmm. What did you think about this one, uh, Lee? On the original record, this is just the very beginning. The car engine rev up sound and then the slow intro was a part of loss of control. But they've changed it now. Maybe it was meant to be a part of Tora Tora originally and the mistake got corrected. But it's a cool but short tune. I would have liked if it were about a minute longer with more fast solos. That would have been really cool. What did you think about it, Nate? Oh... Uh. Well, is it just me, or does this tune have a kind of a War Pigs feel about it? You know, I, I, I know it's not the same chords. It just feels more like Sabbath to me. And that little chugging chord, and he, you know, that little run he pulls off after the music kicks up, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I have to say, though, that uh, when, when the solo kicks in, and uh, Eddie and Mike do that little cool harmonizing run, that's kind of a standout moment. That's a standout moment, and it's a great example for me of why Michael Anthony is uh, such a great play, uh, bass player, but underrated. Yeah, he's underrated. Uh, Eddie says he didn't play anything. Liar. <laughs> yeah, I've seen <laughs> I've guy. seen Michael with Van Halen live, and I've seen him with Chicken Foot live, and that guy could freaking play bass. <laughs> yeah, he's badass. <laughs> and drink a whiskey bottle at the same time and pounding his bass during the solo. <laughs> yep. He's he does the weirdest bass solos, man, ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like you guys ever see that right here, right now, uh, live thing, live album, where he's just pounding I've, on his bass. I've bass heard it, never seen it. Uh, they well, go ahead. When I oh, when I saw them live, um, back with Dave, back on the 1984 tour, um, while he was doing his bass solo, someone threw a hat like a cowboy hat on stage so he he put on the cowboy hat and he started playing the theme song for Bonanza 
That's funny. Well, Torah, Torah, it's just a cool beginning to loss of control for me. And it's like, mayday, mayday, and then it goes, it goes into, yeah, I could hear a little Sabbath in Torah, Torah. It's only like 57 seconds. So, uh, did you already, did you guys already talk about loss of control with Torah, Torah, or? I, no. I basically did, yeah. Yeah, you did. So what do you I, think? Yeah, I like to separate the songs. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> hey, if it's shit, I like to lump the shit together. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Tora Tora, to me, was a cool beginning me, to loss of control. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. All right. With me, I like to separate my money. So when I pay some with a $10 bill, I rip it in half because I don't want to give up the whole thing. No wonder they kick me out and say, we can't serve you again. <laughs> but, but anyway, with Loss of Control, a lot of people like this song a lot, and I understand why, but I don't like it as much as them. I do like it, but the beat was confusing, and it felt a little sloppy, like they could have put a better song on instead of this. It's okay, but this is where the album starts to get not so great for me. Side one was excellent. Side two, we'll see. Yeah, it's a weird fucking track, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's trying to be heavy. It does kind of rock, but it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they have that weird going, Lost Control, Lost Control, Lost Control. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I like it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're fucked up. Let's go freaking just write a song and record it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, this, this is why when you're spending studio money, you don't drink first. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were fucking wasted on this song. Well, freaking speaking of wasted, Nate picked the next song, "Take Your Whiskey Home." So here's "Take Your Whiskey Home" on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> She don't want me around She said she's tired Of watching me fall down <laughs> She wants a good life All oh, the best But I like that bottle Better than the rest And she said I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble Well I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble Well I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble
take your whiskey home why'd you pick that track nate all right i had to make sure my mic was turned back on I had to grab a beer you know i'm not gonna sit with you guys and not have a drink um yep i love this track but i also love what van halen went straight up blues anyway i mean um ice cream man is probably my favorite van halen song and it's a fucking cover uh, but this track dealing with this obvious love of whiskey and multiple women is <laughs> a real cool standout deep cut. Great guitar solo. And it's funny because the solo is not bluesy at all. No. <laughs> well, well, the first one anyway. The second is a bit more bluesy, more intricate. But it's just a cool tune. It, it, it's weird to me how the song just kind of stops, though. Just, like, okay, we're done playing. This is over. But probably third favorite on the record. What do you think about it, Lee? Okay, so this song is good. I like it. I think it could have done without the acoustic guitar intro, but even that part is okay. But what I really like is when the song kicks in during the electric part. So this gets a 9 instead of a 10. Uh, I love the acoustic bluesy beginning. I love that shit. That, that's just freaking killer, and I love it. The riffs are hard on this song. It just got that that Michael Anthony bass going boom, 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 freaking just fucking kicking it for freaking Alex to follow him, dude. These, these two are like an underrated rhythm section. Alex is an underrated drummer. Michael's an underrated bass player. Both of them are killer, man. I, I just love this song. Eddie's riffs are amazing. It's a great song. And then we get to the next track, which is... Could this be magic? What did you think about this one, Nate? Uh, again, cool blues. Uh, this time uh, uh, acoustic, which is always cool. Uh, song itself's kind of silly, still good. Dig the chorus, which is obviously you know already got the title of the album. Um, little acoustic solo is cool. My problem is that I keep waiting for the electric to kick in. <laughs> You'll kind of like in Ice Cream Man or Stay Frosty. Or, you know, the five-man acoustical jam concert when in, you know, love song, Frankie Hannon plugs in. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm waiting for. Does it happen? It's decent. It's just odd. What did you think about it, Lee? Okay, here's where they sneak in a song that shouldn't be on here. I know people like it, or at least they forgive it, because most of the album up to this point was close to flawless. But I really am not a fan of it. 
I do think that if they did an electric version of it that was really fast, like Hot for Teacher, it could have been pretty good, but I don't like this much. Sorry. This is like Van Halen and Queen, man. They, they throw you off track. They'll put on a song and go, what? what? We just heard Bohemian Rhapsody. What's this freaking uh, uh, Seaside Rendezvous shit? <laughs> it's like, this is like Van Halen being Queen, you know? Let's throw in a song that'll stump our fans. I go, what the fuck is this shit? But it's a great song. I like it. I think it's fun. I like uh, lonely ships upon the water. Better sail women and children first. You know, that's freaking cool. It's like Davism. Like them doing freaking uh, happy trails on Diver Down. This is freaking uh, a curveball, and I like it. I think it's pretty cool. And then we get to the last track off the album, In a Simple Rhyme. What would you think about this one, Nate? Uh, man, this opening guitar does not lead you where the song is going at all. <laughs> <laughs> After that little slow-type run, the drums are kind of upbeat. The song in general is an up-tempo rocker you know, until the bridge. Well, I'm assuming it's the bridge because the entire song just slows right the fuck down. And, and now again, I have no idea what this song is about. I'm guessing a love song of sorts, but it doesn't really catch me until a solo. Eddie kind of brings it here. Overall, I dig the breakdowns. I dig the solo. Drums are killer. Tempo changes are cool. But it's like a Sgt. Pepper's type song for me. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, even at the end, the fuck is that little heavy riff for? I don't know. Oh, I'll explain I, that. I know oh, what that please is. Please fucking do. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about it, Lee? I don't like this song either, but if I had to pick which song between the two I don't like on here, I'd say I like Could This Be Magic Better. This song was kind of a ballad melody I just don't care for, and I felt that this song is what ruined the album from being great. Could This Be Magic also played a part in its coming down from the high, but it wouldn't have been as bad if this song was left off. I just don't like it, but I do like the last little bit, which was a small untitled tune, by the way, which they sometimes call growth. It's not really the last song. I mean, it's not really the last part of In The Simple Rhyme. On the original album, it had its own band. Um, but anyway... I think they added that because they knew it wouldn't be cool to stop the album with just in a simple rhyme. Yes, I would skip it. To me, it would have been a much better album if this could this be magic and in a simple rhyme weren't on it. I love this song, man. <laughs> I think this is awesome. It has classic Michael Anthony backing vocals. The breakdown is there. Freaking Alex is just kicking ass on this song. It's just freaking back in the past. I was feeling so lonely. My love line was a down disgrace. Needed someone to hug and hold me. This is, I love this song. It's a freaking great song. And when they go, yours in a simple rhyme, they all blend together. Michael Anthony's voice is just up there. It's an amazing song. And I like Eddie uh, Eddie's lead on this too. Freaking great song, and you already went into the growth. So the gr the last track is just a hidden track called Growth. It was like not a finished song, and it never went anywhere. And did you guys know the album cover almost broke up the band? <laughs> I, I did not know that. Why? Yeah, because this they, album this album should have broke up the fucking band. Because Eddie and 
Eddie and Alex were kind of hidden on the cover, and it was mainly like uh, Roth and uh, uh, Michael Anthony like featured on the album cover. If you look at it, <laughs> hmm. wow! I could, I could, I could tell you this, man. I this is probably going to piss off these Van Halen heads, but you know, I don't care. <laughs> fuck you. I don't see why everyone loves this album. It's not that fucking great, you know. Unless I miss something in my multiple listens, the debut. Diver Down, and that's fucking half covers. Much better albums. And, you know, 1984, The Different Kind of Truth. Couple good songs. An opener, you know, that really missed the mark. I, dude, I'm meh. Whatever. I don't think this is as great as everybody thinks it is. Hmm. Well, I like uh, Fair Warning better than this album. <laughs> mark, you have your Bon Jovi critic. I meant your, your, your next <laughs> guest host for that album. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll get to stay home and do something less painful, like um, bathe in a swamp um, with quicksand and a crocodile, a gay crocodile with diamond sharp teeth. Freaking Unchained, freaking uh, Dirty Movies, uh, Saturday night, even the little keyboard thing, Saturday afternoon in the park. Freaking that album just freaking rips. I like it. I love Fair Warning. That almost rules. So, want to thank you, uh, Nate. Nate's going to stay tuned, and we're going to do another Van Halen episode, or Van Hagar episode. That'll be out cool. in a couple weeks. Hey, it, it's still fucking Van Halen, dude. It's still Van Halen, yeah. But for the Van Halen uh, haters who don't like Van Hagar, I'll call them Van Hagar for them, but I'll call... Sure. They're still fucking Van Halen to me. So Right. I'll yeah, be I don't like for some to people. say Van Hagar just because I like to say the same name for a group. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. So we're going to end it. Uh, you already pro- promoted your uh, Bushy in the Mountain Man, the plug. So just to let you guys know, to go check him out and check uh, the Mountain Man, who was on an earlier episode with us for uh, for Metallica's and just uh, Master of Puppets. I mean, check that one out. Mountain Man's awesome. And... Um, Here's he's a good a, shit, Eddie. Yeah, he's a good... He's funny, man. I wish he'd get on <laughs> Facebook more. <laughs> that guy is redneck as hell. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> There's times I have to stop him and say, Dude, can you say that again, but like this time in English? <laughs> I like how you make him on the pod, on, on your podcast explain what he's trying to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, there's two reasons for that. Reason one... Half the time, I don't understand the words he's using. I lived in the fucking North for a long time, okay? <laughs> the second half is, I like fucking with him, and we work so well together that he just bounces right back off of me. <laughs> yeah, you guys are two peas in a pod, man. It's freaking awesome. And, well, I appreciate uh, it. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a great podcast. I get a little behind on it. I think I'm two episodes behind. I'm on base, the base one right now. Oh, the the base Mageddon or whichever. Yeah, base yeah, Mageddon. Yeah. And you guys are arguing over, you guys, oh, I should have picked that one. I should have That's freaking funny. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's ridiculous because you're like, fuck, how did I think about that guy? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like rolling when you guys are arguing. Can I change it? No. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> or you, yes. you pick somebody he wanted to pick and he goes, fuck, why didn't I think of that one? <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It's for the book. Like, rock and metal think they're the most juvenile podcast out there. Oh, no, it's us. <laughs> it's us. Our numbers show how juvenile we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I am proud to say that we are the mature podcast. <laughs> That's funny. Only because I am an old man, not because of what we say. <laughs> <laughs> We're man-childs, all of us. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yes, sir. You can make me grow old. You can't make me grow fuck it up. All right, man. Yeah. Well, and, that's, and that's why I have a 34-year-old girlfriend and not a 44-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> Hey, I I salute you, man. Yeah, let's get into our tracks of the week. We're going to play you out with Foghat, Love in Motion, Megadeth, 99 Ways to Die, in tribute of Dave Mustaine. Prayers to go out to you, brother, and uh, for his throat cancer. And we're also going to play Kane Roberts' Twisted. So, uh, we would like to say goodbye, uh, Nate, and say goodbye, Lee. Hey, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Nate. Bye, guys. And I'll tell you what. I got to hit it. I got to hit it, motherfuckers. Bye, Vital. Ah, yeah. I do. I just got three new ones yesterday. <laughs> okay. Okay. Goodbye, Vinyl. Goodbye, Vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye, Vinyl. All right. Here's our tracks of the week. Till, till next week. Have a great day. And uh, don't take any wooden nickels. Bye.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.